This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Otherwise, gradual clearing today, a high in the mid-80s. As we told you less than a half hour ago, the situation continuing in Delaware County with New York State Police involved in a several hours-long incident so far with a person barricaded in the town of Franklin. State Police tell us this morning the incident started a little bit before 8.30 last night. It is still active right now. People are being told to avoid the area of State Route 28 in Franklin, Route 28 is closed between Rod and Gun Club Road. That's Rod and Gun Club Road and State Route 357. The uh, state police advise us that they will have updates as they become available, and we will pass that information on to you. An Endicott man is suspected of robbing banks in Johnson City and Binghamton in the past several weeks before riding off on a bicycle in each incident and now is in custody. City of Binghamton police, a 24-year-old Nyquan Williams, was taken into custody this week shortly after an armed robbery at the MBT Bank on Robinson Street on the east side a little bit before 2 p.m. on Wednesday. The Binghamton police investigators tried to stop the suspect who was seen riding a bicycle on Tompkins Street Bridge. The man ran behind an apartment complex and jumped into the Susquehanna River where he reportedly struggled with police. Police say they recovered about $60,000 in a loaded twenty two caliber handgun. Once again, 24-year-old Nyquan Williams of Endicott, he's charged with a felony, robbery, and criminal use of a firearm. Johnson City Police say they believe Williams is the suspect in the July 2nd armed robbery of the NBT Bank on Main Street in the Village. Village detectives say a search of Williams' home has turned up several pieces of evidence related to that first robbery. Williams is expected to be charged with robbery, criminal use of a weapon, and criminal use of a firearm in connection with the Johnson City incident. WMBF News Time 606. New York school districts are on their own when it comes to setting COVID-19 protocols for the upcoming school year. New York State Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker issued a statement saying, with the end of the state's disaster emergency on June 25th, quote, school districts are reestablished as the controlling entity for schools and should develop plans to open in person in the fall as safely as possible. The statement comes as many school districts are appealing to the state for guidance regarding masks and vaccinations. The start of the school year for public schools is a month away, and with the surge of COVID cases blamed on the more contagious Delta variant, districts are left to bear reaction from parents and teachers, positive and negative, to whatever policy they set, especially concerning the wearing of face masks. During the pandemic last year and the summer school period, districts could at least point to mandates from New York's Department of Health and the Education Department for their policies. Now those administrators are only being advised to follow, quote, guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and local health departments. The New York International Auto Show has become a casualty of the fast-spreading coronavirus Delta variant. Show organizers this week say they've decided to cancel it this year, a little over two weeks before the scheduled start. The reasons are the growing spread of the variant and recent restrictions announced by state and local officials to fight it. The show was scheduled to begin with a media day on August 19th. The next show will come in April of 2022, according to a spokesperson. 
WMBF First News Time 608. Binghamton is offering $6 million for senior and affordable housing projects. City officials say Binghamton is partnering with community housing development organizations to identify needs and prioritize the American Rescue Plan Act funding. Binghamton Mayor Richard David says the funding supports new housing opportunities in the city, but also leverages state and federal dollars to attract more investment in the local housing stock. The money can be used for capital construction or pre-development costs with a goal of attracting other grants to fund new projects. The money cannot be used for operational costs or salaries. The group Greater Opportunities is receiving $258,000 for the Northside Rehabilitation Project that will develop four vacant properties into 27 units of permanent supportive housing for individuals and families facing homelessness. The First Ward Action Council is being allocated $355,000 for the North of Maine Revitalization 2 project, creating 23 affordable housing units in the neighborhood, rehabilitating six dilapidated properties and building a four-unit apartment house on a vacant lot. Remaining funds will support other existing programs for first-time home buyers, repairs to the homes of seniors, and Broome County Land Bank rehabilitation programs. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It's Friday early bird traffic with Bob Joseph on First News Binghamton 610. And we have no reports of serious travel problems right now on Roman Tioga counties. If there are issues that do develop in the Binghamton area, we'll let you know. And if you see something, say something. Call our traffic tip line at 607-772-1290. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy through mid-morning. Then gradual clearing should be a sunny afternoon with a high of 86. Partly cloudy tonight, low 66. And the weekend forecast, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. High 85. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So, what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD.
614 at WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. Got a big day lined up for you. Of course, first news till 8. Binghamton now from 8 to 10. We'll be taking some of your phone calls. I might read an email on the air. I read all the emails, although only select emails. Make it on the air. Maybe you could send an email and then tune in from 8 to 10 to see if we read it on the program. The email address is BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com. Special, special feature today, Ask the Historian with Gerald Smith during the 9 o'clock hour. All for you on News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 615. Now, Bob Joseph with Sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And let's speak of sports, shall we? Uh, Friday morning. And, of course, the Rumble Ponies continued their seven-game series against the Sea Dogs from Portland, and it was a big win last night with um, Binghamton defeating Portland 4-3. to And uh, it was just a series of one-run innings for uh, Binghamton that actually uh, made it happen. Uh, Rumble Pony scored single runs in the second, third, fifth, and seventh innings. The scoring for Portland happened with uh, two runs in the eighth inning and one run in the top of the ninth. Again, the final last night, Binghamton four, Portland three. They'll play again tonight. I believe the start time is 7.05 for the first pitch as the Sea Dogs and the Rumble Ponies continue their series in Binghamton. Now, let's take a look at what happened in other sports of all sorts. Well, focus primarily on baseball. It is, of course, August, so we need to really focus on baseball. In Miami, Jorge Alfaro hit a tie-breaking RBI single in the eighth inning. The Marlins beat the Mets 4-2, taking three of four from the sagging National League East leaders. New York has lost six of eight overall and is two and four since its big trade acquisition. Javier Baez made his debut. Yeah, he went. Um, 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts Thursday. Yeah. Well, this too shall pass. Yankees, Joey Gallo hit his first homer as a member of the team. A go-ahead three-run blast in the seventh inning, and New York beat the Mariners 5-3. to Of course, these things are exciting for all baseball fans, especially for John Sterling on 66, the fan. Here's the 1-0. Swung on a high fly to deep right. Getting toward the wall. That ball is gone. Joey Jacks one to right field. A three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. Who is he? He's pal Joey. A three-run blast. And the Yankees now take a 5-3 lead. The U.S. women had a good day on the beach and on the courts at the Tokyo Games. The American beach volleyball team of April Ross and Alex Kleinman won the gold. The American women's volleyball and basketball teams advanced 
to their gold medal finals. Gold medal for Ross rounds out a career set for the 39-year-old. She won a silver in 2012 and a bronze in 2016. Brittany Griner had a double-double to lead the women's basketball team to a 20-point win over Serbia. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 618 Money News. Asian stock markets are mixed after Wall Street rose to a high as investors wait for U.S. jobs data for an update on how COVID flare-ups are affecting the biggest global economy. Shanghai and Seoul declined while Tokyo advanced and Hong Kong was flat. Wall Street's benchmark S&P index gained after investors were encouraged by a decline in U.S. unemployment claims. They were watching for today's monthly employment report for an indication of how new disease flare-ups and renewed anti-disease curves might be affecting hiring and wages. Looking at futures, three hours or so before U.S. markets open, the Dow futures are up 19 and the NASDAQ futures are down 20. It's the latest in money news from News Radio 1290. Coming up at 648, we'll have a report from ABC, Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan. Coming up next, A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay. It's 620. This is First News Binghamton. It's time for The Doctor, sponsored by UHS. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. There's been a major change to colon cancer screening recommendations I want to tell you about. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This spring, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force lowered the recommended age to start screening for colon cancer from 50 to 45. If you're around that age, you might already know that the American Cancer Society, among other groups, made the same recommendations back in 2018. What the task force change means is that these screenings will now be covered by most insurance plans with no copay starting at age 45. That's huge. Colon cancer is the third leading cause of cancer death after breast cancer and lung cancer. More than 52,000 people are expected to die from colon cancer this year in the United States alone. But early detection does mean better prognosis. So please, don't wait to do this. Now's the time. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. So, 82% of you listening will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. 82% of you will note that if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter finds qualified people for your job. In fact, 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And 82% of you will remember that you can try ZipRecruiter for free. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Yes, free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta every weekday morning right here on WNBF, sponsored by UHS. WNBF News Time 623. 
Of course, uh, a lot is always happening around the Twin Tiers and around your world, and the best way to keep up is with WNBF seven days a week. Coming up at 6.30, Kathy White with a live update from the WNBF News. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 625, the traffic desk has no reports of trouble here in Broome and Tioga counties. If you see something, you can let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If there's a serious crash or a backup around the Binghamton area, call us at 607-772-1290. The forecast from the National Weather Service, as usual, some patchy fog around the Twin Tiers, probably for another three hours or so. Otherwise, cloudy through mid-morning, then gradual clearing, high 86, partly cloudy tonight, low 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Mostly sunny Sunday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, high 85. Right now, it's 60. In downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 626. Coming up today on Binghamton Now, we'll talk with Victor Lamoureux about the ongoing effort by some residents in Vestal to block a major housing development near the Binghamton University campus off Bun Hill Road. That'll be coming up around 8.30. And then at 9.10, legendary historian Gerald Smith the man who seems to know everything about everything regarding Binghamton area history, Mr. Smith, will be on the air, and you can ask him some questions about local history. That'll be during our second hour today on WNBS Binghamton Now program. 627, I have a need to be entertained at this hour. Entertainment News. You were going to save me? The Suicide Squad, the big film opening this weekend. The comic book sequel stars Margot Robbie, and she's joined this time around by Idris Elba, John Cena, and other big names. And Robbie swears no one's ego got in the way. Everyone clicked. Everyone got along immediately. It's it's an interesting thing when you have a big group of often big personalities put together to see how that balances out and how that shakes out. The Suicide Squad, out in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. Also new this weekend, the series Mr. Corman was created by and stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He tells me he plays an alternate world version of himself, a teacher, because if he wasn't an actor, that's what he'd like to do for a living. I find teachers incredibly admirable. I wish that teachers were the heroes and valorized and celebrated in our world much more than entertainers. Mr. Corman, out today on Apple TV+. And happy birthday, Leslie Odom Jr. The two-time Oscar nominee is 40 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. 628 at WNBF. Coming up at 650, Kim Commando with today's tech report. Apple has a new plan to take a close look at everyone's photos. What's that about? She'll explain coming up at 650 right here on News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 59 degrees. Some areas of fog throughout the region. Uh, 
We'll have gradual clearing later on today in a high into the mid-80s. The U.S. economy is likely to enjoy a burst of job growth. It did last month as a bounce back with surprising vigor from last year's coronavirus shutdown and despite an uptick in COVID-19 cases and a shortage of available workers. The Labor Department's July jobs report today is expected to show that the United States added more than 860,000 jobs in July, topping June's 850,000, according to a survey of economists by the data firm FactSet. The rollout of vaccines has encouraged businesses to reopen and customers to return to shops and restaurants that they have shunned for months. Asian stock markets are mixed after Wall Street rose to a high as investors wait for that jobs report. That Shanghai and Seoul declined while Tokyo advanced and Hong Kong was flat. Wall Street's benchmark S&P 500 index gained after investors were encouraged by a decline in U.S. unemployment claims. Still a situation with wildfires and not in the U.S. Thousands more being evacuated in Greece as wildfires continue to burn across that country. Thousands of residents roused from their beds overnight to evacuate as one of Greece's most severe wildfires spread just north of Athens. Strong winds and record heat fueling the flames. Officials revealing several firefighters and volunteers were hospitalized with burns. Resources here are spread thin. The European Union now sending in help with fire crews, water-dropping planes, helicopters and vehicles from France, Romania, Sweden and Switzerland arriving Friday and through the weekend. In Asda Lequitera, ABC News, Athens. WMBF First News Time 632. More information is expected later on today after New York State Police have been involved with a barricaded subject on Route 28 in the town of Franklin in Delaware County all night and the situation is ongoing. Residents are advised Route 28 between Rod and Gun Club Road and State Route 357 has been closed. State po- Police Public Information Officer Aga Debenska tells us that the incident started about 8.30 last night. The scene is still active. No further information is available. Add Broome County to the Centers for Disease Control list of counties showing a substantial level of community transmission of COVID-19. That's a new development today. Yesterday, Broome was on the CDC map in yellow for moderate levels, while Delaware had been added to substantial, joining Shenango and Otsego counties. Substantial is designated at 50 to 100 infections per 100,000 in a population. High in red is designated more than 100 infections per 100,000. Tioga and Cortland counties remain in yellow. Westchester, New York City, counties on Long Island, and Lewis County in central New York are shown with high community transmission. Only Yates and Schuyler counties are at low transmission in New York State. The entire northern tier of Pennsylvania, except Wayne County today, is listed as moderate transmission. Wayne is on the CDC COVID data tracker map as substantial. Most of the cases are driven by the more highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. Broome County Executive Jason Garner plans a video news briefing this morning to update the public on the COVID-19 situation. Broome County has been reporting a steady increase in the numbers of new infections over the past week, as have many counties in the region and New York State as a whole. New York yesterday and the day before reported over 3,000 new daily infections when that rate had been in just the hundreds 
a day. Just last month, over the past week, Delaware County had 20 new cases. Delaware County public health officials reacting to the CDC, identifying it as a location with a substantial positivity rate, recommends everyone, even those fully vaccinated, to wear masks indoors. WMBF News Time 634. State lawmakers are telling New York Governor Andrew Cuomo their ongoing impeachment investigation is nearing completion and have given him a deadline of August 13th to provide additional evidence. Since March, the Assembly's Judiciary Committee has been investigating whether there are grounds to impeach the Democrat governor over sexual harassment allegations and other matters, including nursing home deaths and just who helped him write his book. In a letter sent yesterday, the law firm leading the Assembly's investigation reminded Cuomo's legal team that it has requested certain documents by subpoena and expected, quote, full compliance from the governor, but that his time to respond is almost up. Cuomo denies making any inappropriate sexual advances. The governor's lawyers have told media outlets that Cuomo plans to cooperate with the investigation. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. morning at 637. This is Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton, Friday, August 6, 2021. They're continuing to keep a close watch on Andrew Cuomo. As of the moment, he uh, is still in power. And New York Post obtained, apparently, a global exclusive picture showing Andrew Cuomo enjoying life despite everything closing in on him. It's just a very intriguing photo. Check it out at the New York Post website or go buy a copy of the New York Post to see for yourself. Uh, The story from Bernadette Hogan and Aaron Fells at the New York Post says Governor Cuomo lounged poolside with his secretary at the executive mansion despite deafening calls for his resignation, almost certain impending impeachment and multiple criminal investigations into his serial sex harassment scandal. In photos obtained exclusively by the Post, Cuomo, 63, was captured relaxing on a chair, feet up. (laughs) Nearby, a woman identified by two close former Cuomo aides as his secretary, Stephanie Benton, typed on a laptop wearing a summer jumper, flip-flops cast aside. Last month, Benton accompanied Cuomo to Manhattan as he was set to be grilled by investigators on the scandal. A spokesman for the governor declined comment. Smart move. If I was a spokesman for the governor, I also would decline comment. We'll keep you posted. Cuomo Watch continues. One of these days, who knows, we're going to wind up with Cuomo and traffic together. Or should it be traffic and Cuomo together every 10 minutes? WNBF News Time 639 actually coming up in 60 seconds. We will have traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 
At 6.40, we have no traffic troubles to report right now. The only thing that could slow you down a bit would be the fog in parts of the Twin Tiers, and that could be around for a few more hours. In other words, not much different than most of the other days this week. The forecast now from the National Weather Service. After the fog clears away, it'll be cloudy through mid-morning, then gradual clearing today, high 86. Partly cloudy tonight, low 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Mostly sunny Sunday with afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 85. Right now, 60 in downtown Binghamton. News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time 641. And coming up at 645. We'll check sports. 648 Money News with Wall Street Now. Jim Ryan from ABC. And right after that, we'll check in with Kim Commando with her Friday morning tech update. WNBF, we're committed to keeping you informed on all the things that are important for you and your family. WNBF News Time, 640. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back, back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 645, Adam Aller pitched seven scoreless innings, allowing only three hits with no walks and a career high 12 strikeouts as the Rumble Ponies held on for a 4 3 win over Portland at the stadium downtown. Binghamton now taking three of the first four games in what will be a seven game series. Aller earned the win as he struck out the first five batters he faced. He did not allow a runner past second base and never had more than one runner on in an inning. Over his last two starts, Aller has allowed one run, striking out 22 batters with no walks. Ponies now improved to 34 and 45. They'll continue the series with the Sea Dogs against, uh, or rather with the Sea Dogs tonight. And the first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. Should be a lovely night for baseball in Binghamton. Well, I'm sure it was a lovely night for baseball in Miami. Unfortunately, the Mets lost to the Marlins 4-2, to two, and uh, that means Miami took three of four from the sagging National League East leaders. New York has uh, lost uh, six of eight overall uh, in the last Again, last several games, so we'll see if they can get things back on track this weekend. In the Bronx, Joey Gallo hit his first homer as a Yankee, a go-ahead three-run blast in the seventh inning. New York beat Seattle 5-3. to Olympics. 
Americans April Ross and Alex Kleinman spoke to reporters following their straight sets victory over Australia to win the gold medal in women's beach volleyball. Reach, uh, Ross talked about how Title IX has opened the door for her to compete at the highest level of the sport. I firmly believe I wouldn't be where I am without my experience playing college sports at USC and it taught me so much and um, I am extremely grateful for all the women and men who came before me that fought for my right to compete at college and have my education paid for. Um, I would not have gone to USC if I didn't get a scholarship um, and that was really instrumental in you know, uh, subsequent opportunities and for sure my success here at the Olympics. So without Title IX, um, I don't think that I would be here. The American women's volleyball and basketball teams advanced to their gold medal finals. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290. On this Friday morning, you're listening to First News Binghamton. WNBF News Time 648. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A further decline in weekly first-time unemployment claims had investors shaking off the jitters yesterday. The Dow Jones gained 271 points to close back above 35,000. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite both set record high closes. Oil prices are on track for their biggest weekly decline since March as Delta variant travel restrictions start to raise concerns about fuel demand over the coming months. Watch for lower pump prices as summer comes to a close. One of the biggest oil refiners is looking at a plan to reduce its net carbon emissions to zero by the year 2050. Chief Executive Officer Darren Woods is said to be under pressure from shareholders to shrink Exxon's carbon footprint. And Levi Strauss is in talks to buy apparel company Beyond Yoga for an undisclosed amount. The workout clothing category has boomed during the pandemic as more people are working from home. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Money News at 18 minutes and 48 minutes past the hour here on News Radio 1290. WNBF checking out uh, how things are shaping up for Friday trade with Wall Street scheduled to open up for trading at 9.30. And just about 100 minutes from now, Dow futures are up 28 points. NASDAQ futures at the moment, are down 19 points. Of course, we'll have business updates throughout the day and business bulletins at once right here on News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF, you can always listen to us on your radio, AM 1290, on your computer, streaming live at WNBF.com, and stay connected with WNBF with our app. Make sure the WNBF app is on your phone, your iPad, any other smart device you have, and make sure everyone in your family has it on their device. And that way they're always connected to what's going on here in the Twin Tiers. The WNBF app, keeping you connected seven days a week. WNBF News Time, 6.50. Let's talk tech. Late yesterday afternoon, word began circulating that Apple is about to release a new version of its operating system for all iPhones around the world. The new iOS will quickly identify child sexual abuse material, child pornography. I'm Kim Commando with How It Works, brought to you by LinkedIn. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates at linkedin.com slash Kim. 
This story originates from Dr. Matthew Green, a cryptographer and associate professor at Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute. He says that Apple's about to begin what's called photo hashing on all photos taken with an iPhone and stored in Apple's iCloud. An algorithm will assign a unique value to each image. Duplicate copies all have the exact same hash value. In child porn circles, photos spread quickly, and the new system will automatically identify them and end the identity of whoever took that first photo. If Apple can make this work, it is truly a giant leap forward. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Simply Safe is an award-winning home security system, so you know it's engineered with the latest technology to keep your family safe. But what really sets Simply Safe apart is its people. Highly trained security experts who are always there for you when you need the most. They truly care about keeping you safe. When an alarm goes off, person who cares is there for you with a phone call just to make sure you're okay. When an emergency happens, they're there to get fire and police responders to your front door right away. The bottom line is this. When you need the most, Simply Safe is there 24-7 with experts trained not only to keep you safe, but to make you feel safe. It's one of the many reasons that U.S. News recently called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. Go there now. That's simplysafekim.com. Plus, save 20% on your Simply Safe security system and get your first month free when you sign up for interactive monitoring at simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com. And Kim Commando has tech updates every day right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, 6.53. Coming up at 7 o'clock, ABC with the National and World Update. Right after that, the latest from the WNBF News Center with Kathy White. The details about a developing story with a standoff that's been going on now for a several hours in Delaware County. WNBF News is on the story, and we will keep you posted with the developments. Kathy White's latest update on that developing story in just over 10 minutes here on First News Binghamton. Also coming right up, traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 655, no traffic trouble to report at this moment. Watch out for work zones as we get moving through the morning. They'll be setting up very shortly, so please be cautious around construction zones. DOT reporting that bridge work is continuing on 81 southbound over the Gorman Road Bridge, and the left lane will be shut down as that work may wrap up today. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy, dense fog this morning. It'll be cloudy through mid-morning, then gradual clearing, high 86, partly cloudy. Cloudy tonight, low 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. High 85. Sunday, mostly sunny with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. High 85. Right now, it's 60 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 657. 
And, of course, coming up uh, today, we'll have all the latest developments. What will happen next with uh, Governor Cuomo? Will Kathy Hochul become governor? Well, that's a possibility. Will she become governor today? Highly unlikely, but we can't foresee the future. I will say, if Kathy Hochul does become governor sometime today... We'll be reporting it live as that happens. It's um, it's a possibility. I don't, I don't think that she has much of a chance of becoming governor before this weekend, but I know we have been surprised in the past, so we'll monitor what goes on in Albany at the Executive Mansion. As we mentioned a few minutes ago, the New York Post is... Uh, obtained exclusive photos showing that Governor Cuomo was relaxing Thursday next to the pool, seemingly without a care in the world. So maybe he is in it for the long haul. And who knows, maybe he'll run for re-election next year and actually coast to a fourth term. It's impossible to know for sure. WNBF News Time, 6.50. Hi, everyone. This is Bill Flynn asking you to join me this weekend on WNBF. I'm here every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock with classic hits. Then back again Sunday morning at 7. I'm joined by Kevin Bigsby, who provides us all with the local news, weather, and sports on Sunday morning. The Bill Flynn Show, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning at 7 o'clock on WNBF 1290 and WNBF.com. Coming up on the Friday edition of Binghamton Now from News Radio 1290, WNBF will be talking to you with your phone calls. We look forward to that. We also will have the former Broome County historian, Gerald Smith, with us in the studio, and you'll be able to talk with him. So prepare for a great Binghamton Now program coming up on WNBF Binghamton. In about an hour. From ABC News, I'm Tom Rivers. The U.S. has topped 100,000 new coronavirus cases in a single day, overwhelming hospitals in hard-hit states like Texas. The level of sick visits that we've seen this summer, June, July, and now August, I've never seen in 20 years of practice here in Houston. Dr. Christina Probst is a pediatrician. The number of children hospitalized with COVID-19 is more than three times higher than it was a month ago. Today, the governor of New Jersey will mandate masks in schools statewide. Jackson County, Kansas, just approved masks for elementary schools after a heated debate. This is no longer about health. This is about control. Without universal masking, outbreaks will occur. The U.S. military is expected today to recommend a vaccinate mandate for active duty service members. President Biden would need to sign off. Starting today, Italians must show they're vaccinated or recently tested negative before they can eat indoors, go to museums, or ride high-speed trains. New York will require something similar starting later this month. We'll get a fresh look at the economy's strength today when the Labor Department releases the July employment report. Economists say it's a job hunter's market, but worries about rising COVID-19 cases, the cost of child care, and what's left of the federal bump up in unemployment benefits may be keeping some people on the sidelines. They're expecting a number pretty much in line with the government's June report, about 850,000 jobs created or restored to the economy. ABC's Daria Albinger. 
A wildfire has destroyed at least 100 homes in Greenville, California. Now a power plant north of Colfax has shut down. The plant relies on water from Lake Orville, but the water levels in the lake are too low. It comes as the state's largest wildfire burns out of control. The Dixie Fire now creating this orange glow near Redding after sparking more than three weeks ago. ABC's Andrew Dimbert. This is ABC News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. More chaos expected at airports as Spirit Airlines cancels flights for six straight days. Twice this week, Spirit Airlines said it was trying to reset to get planes and crew members to where they needed to be to get back on schedule. But still, Spirit Airlines has been canceling over half of its flights every day. And today will be no exception. Spirit confirming it will be canceling half of its flights again today, saying recovery could go into the middle of next week. Its CEO telling ABC News it's dealing with an extreme level of disruption and that they're learning lessons about staffing to better recover in the future. Alex Stone, ABC News. Concerns about the spread of COVID-19 as bikes start to pour in for the annual Sturgis Rally in South Dakota. City of Sturgis is distributing self-administered COVID tests. The rally kicks off today. At the Tokyo Olympics, Team USA Baseball is going for gold tomorrow against Japan. I'm Tom Rivers, ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 59 degrees at 704 Again, dealing with the patchy fog this morning, gradual clearing and a high in the mid-80s. No new information from the scene of a standoff in Delaware County that has dragged on now for hours. New York State Police are involved in this incident with a person barricaded in the town of Franklin in Delaware County. The state police tell us this morning the incident started a little bit before 8.30 last night. It is still apparently active. People are told avoid the area of Route 28 in the town of Franklin. Route 28 closed between between Rod and Gun Club Road and State Route 357. That's according to the New York State Police. We will have more information as it becomes available. An Endicott man suspected of robbing banks in Johnson City and Binghamton in the past several weeks before riding off on a bicycle in each incident is in custody. City of Binghamton Police say 24-year-old Nyquan Williams was taken into custody this week. 
After an armed robbery at an NBT bank on Robinson Street on the east side before 2 p.m. on Wednesday, a Binghamton police investigator tried to stop the suspect seen riding a bike on the Tompkins Street Bridge. The man ran behind an apartment complex and jumped into the Susquehanna River where he reportedly struggled with police. Police say they recovered about $60,000 in a loaded 22 caliber handgun. Williams is charged with felony robbery and criminal use of a firearm. John Johnson City Police say they believe Williams is the suspect in the July 2nd armed robbery of the NBT Bank on Main Street. Village detectives say a search of Williams' home has turned up several pieces of evidence related to the first robbery. Williams is expected to be charged with robbery, criminal use of a weapon, and criminal use of a firearm in connection with the Johnson City incident. New York school districts are on their own when it comes to setting COVID-19 protocols for the upcoming school year. New York Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker issued a statement saying with the end of the state's disaster emergency on June 25th, school districts are re-established as the controlling entity for schools. He says they should develop plans to open in person in the fall as safely as possible. The statement comes as many school districts are appealing to the state for guidance regarding masks and vaccinations. The start of the school year for public schools is about a month away, and with the surge of the COVID cases blamed on the more contagious Delta variant, districts are left to bear reaction from parents and teachers, positive or negative, to whatever policy they set, especially concerning the wearing of face masks. During the pandemic last year and the summer school period, districts could at least point to mandates from the New York Department of Health and Education Department for their policies. Now those administrators are only being advised to follow guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and local health departments. Some of the people who will be living in a new Endicott apartment complex may have gone to school there. The old Henry B. Endicott School on Jackson Avenue has been converted into a residential apartment building. Move-in day is coming soon for the Endicott Square Apartments, although the developer won't say exactly when. Michael LeClaire of Housing Visions in Syracuse declined to provide information about the $22 million project. In an email statement to WMBF News, LeClaire indicated a ribbon-cutting event will be held soon. He says applications are still being accepted. The two-story former school will have 61 apartments with a total of 79 bedrooms. The building had been used as a Broomtail Gabosi's Learning Center and recently housed offices for several businesses. Housing Visions acquired the property from Marchuska Development for $750,000 in January of last year. Binghamton is offering $6 million for senior and affordable housing projects. City officials say Binghamton is partnering with community housing development organizations to identify needs and prioritize the American Rescue Plan Act funding. The group Greater Opportunities is receiving $258,000 for their Northside Rehabilitation Project that will develop four vacant properties into 27 units of a permanent supportive housing for individuals and families facing homelessness. The First Ward Action Council is being allocated $355,000 for the North of Maine Revitalization 2 project, creating 23 affordable housing units in the neighborhood, rehabilitating six dilapidated properties, and building a four-unit apartment house on a vacant lot. Remaining funds will support other existing programs for first-time homebuyers, repairs to the homes of seniors, and Broome County Land Bank rehabilitation programs. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 710, we're monitoring the highways and the byways to see what's going on, trying to keep you out of a jam on your Friday morning. Have no reports of crashes or delays around the Twin Tiers. If you see something, say something. You may always contact us on the WNBF traffic tip line 607-772-1290. The forecast from the National Weather Service, patchy fog this morning, otherwise cloudy through mid-morning, gradual clearing, should be a nice afternoon, high 86, partly cloudy tonight, low 66, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85, and mostly sunny Sunday with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 85. Right now, 60 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. Where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 711. Wouldn't be a good name for a retail business. It is Friday, August 6, 2021. I'm Bob Joseph. First News Binghamton. Kathy White is in the News Center following all the developing stories, including... An ongoing standoff with police in Delaware County. We'll have the latest information as developments occur. And, of course, we'll, we will bring you all the latest news. I have a really, really interesting story about a business that has been part of our community for several decades. There aren't that many places when you think about it, that have been in business for 50 or 60 years and all at the same location, well, wait till you see what's going on at one of Broome County's iconic businesses, one of the best-known businesses, and and many people actually go there um, on a, a very regular basis. Well, something very interesting is happening, and we will have that story for you on WNBF News and WNBF.com. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to see what people are up to, and I enjoy letting you know. By the way, one of the reasons I'm in a position sometimes to let you know about these stories, in fact, very often, it's thanks to tips from listeners like you. So if you see something going on, let me know. You can always call me here at WNBF, or maybe the easiest way is just Send an email, bob at wnbf.com. If you see something going on in your neighborhood that you think might be of interest from a news standpoint, hey, get in touch, bob at wnbf.com, or give me a call right here at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 713, coming up next, sports, and then money. Now. Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a great night for Adam Aller at the stadium downtown. He pitched seven scoreless innings and allowed only three hits with no walks and a career high 12 strikeouts as Binghamton held on for a 4 to 3 win over Portland. Binghamton has taken three of the first four games in the scheduled seven-game series. The teams will face each other again tonight. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. So if you love baseball in Binghamton, tonight should be a great night. 
Yankees were victorious over Seattle 5-3. to The Mets, on the other hand, are continuing to struggle. They uh, lost to the Marlins in Miami, and things just are not going well of late for the, uh, the Mets. After the game, outfielder Michael Conforto spoke with reporters following the 4-2 to loss. He discussed the disappointment of the team's series loss in Miami. Uh, definitely not the way we wanted it to go. Um, you know, obviously we want to win every single day we, we show up. Um, at this point, we're moving forward. We're going, we're going to Philly. That's right. We're going to Philly for a weekend series against the Phillies, and hopefully they'll be able to get things back on track. Olympic news. The U.S. women had a good day on the beach and on the courts at the Tokyo Games. The American beach volleyball team of April Ross and Alex Kleinman won the gold. The American women's volleyball and basketball teams advanced to their gold medal finals. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 718. Money news: Global stock markets are mixed today as investors watch for U.S. jobs data for an update on how COVID flare-ups are affecting the world's biggest economy. The job report due out just over an hour from now. In early trading, the FTSE 100 in London was unchanged, while the DAX in Frankfurt opened three tenths of a percent higher. In Asian trading, the Shanghai Composite closed five-tenths of a point lower, while the Hang Seng in Hong Kong was flat. The Nikkei 225 in Tokyo added three-tenths of a percent. Today's Labor Department report on the July jobs picture is expected to show the United States added more than 860,000 jobs in the past month, topping the June figure of 850,000. This is where news breaks first on a Friday morning. It's August 6th. First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 7. If it's Friday, it's time to talk food because everybody gets hungry. Kathy joins us now. And you know what time it is? It's time for corn. You know, it's kind of tricky the early part of the season. Corn, not so hot. You're in a hurry to get corn on the cob, and it doesn't taste so good. End of the season, same situation, but right now it's awesome. Not everybody knows how to do corn on the grill. So this Foodie Friday is more of an instructional thing rather than a recipe. We do clams and corn on the grill. A couple different ways of doing corn on the grill, whether with the husk on and soaked in water or directly um, with the shucks off it and onto the grill and how to get everything to come out on time. We have a picture tutorial. You want to page through WMBF.com on Foodie Friday and today's recipe, and it's a step-by-step on doing corn and clams on the grill since not everybody grew up doing that. Kind of cool. And it is fresh produce time. Super produce is coming to Sundays at Down to Earth Whole Food Grant Avenue in Endicott. They had been doing some pre- fresh produce features in the middle of the week. Now it's moving to Sundays. 25% off fresh produce. And that just is very fortuitous for this Sunday since it just happens to be National Leave Zucchini on a Neighbor's Porch Day. <laughs> just saying. 
Oh, they've got some great stuff at Down to Earth Whole Foods, especially in the little cafe area. Pizza. How about chicken cacciatore pizza? That's unusual. And with the hot weather we're getting, you can get dairy or non-dairy ice cream. Concerned about the Delta variant or the coronavirus? You want something about immune support? Well, ask Johan and the gang about foods that support your immune system as well as supplements like elderberry, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. They can help you out. They're open seven days a week. Down to Earth Whole Foods, 805 Grant Avenue in Endicott. Call 607-785-2338. Check them out on Facebook and Twitter for their specials and all the things that they've got going on. And remember, they can help you out with curbside pickup, and they deliver too, open seven days a week. Down to Earth, Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott. We thank you for bringing us Foodie Fridays and this week, how to do corn and clams on the grill. A couple different ways, and what a treat. Now I want corn, and I want clams. Corn is excellent right now. Huge kernels. It's a very good ear for corn on the cob. I had some a few days ago, about a week ago. And at first, I thought the kernels were really big, and I thought it was going to be maybe tough and not tasty. But it was They're it juicy. was tender and delicious. Yeah, and if you like the the more smoky taste of corn, like putting it directly kernels down on the grill. It does make it a little bit drier, but you get that smoky flavor. If you want the big, plump, juicy kernels and you steam it in their own husks on the grill, I like it that way, but you get more of the chlorophyll taste. It tastes a little more green. So it's your preference. We do it both ways, so check it out at WMBF.com. Thanks, Kathy. And Kathy returns in six minutes with a live news update from the WNBF News Center. Very latest information on a police standoff that continues in Delaware County. It's Friday morning. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 720. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Traffic updates for times an hour. Every 15 minutes here on First News Binghamton, we have no trouble to report at this moment. Broome County Highway crews will continue doing work on various projects, including ongoing flood repairs. Culvert pipes are being replaced on Cattellville and West Shenango Roads. Also, guide rail repair on Cherry Valley Road. Watch out for work crews wherever you are in the Twin Tiers. Use caution. Pay attention to the signs. And don't be looking at your phone. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Patchy fog this morning. Then it becomes cloudy through mid-morning, followed by gradual clearing. Sunny this afternoon, 86. Partly cloudy tonight, 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. With a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, 85. And pretty much a carbon copy of that on Sunday. Mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and thunderstorms, 85. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 60 at News Radio 1290. Coming up next, some interesting estimates about how much the infrastructure measure could add to the federal debt. That's next on First News Binghamton. Hey, 
It's Friday morning at 727. What is going on in Washington with the infrastructure proposal? Now your political insights from ABC News. The Congressional Budget Office looked at the bipartisan infrastructure deal and says it would add more than $340 billion to the federal deficit. The Supreme Court said the CDC could not extend the old eviction moratorium, so the agency created a new one based on the latest virus spread. Still, the president says... I can't guarantee you the court won't rule that we don't have that authority. President Biden trying to get states, renters, and landlords to use the $45 billion in housing aid already available, but that somehow hasn't reached enough Americans who need it. The Capitol attack wounds are still raw for hundreds of D.C. and Capitol Hill officers receiving their congressional gold medal. Breaks the heart of the nation to remember that you were assaulted by thousands of violent insurrectionists at the capital of the United States of America. President Biden signing the House and Senate passed highest honor for officers who he says defended democracy. Andy Field, ABC News. Coming up this morning on WNBS Binghamton Now program, Ask the Historian with the legendary historian Gerald Smith. Jerry Smith will be on from 9 to 10 this morning on Binghamton Now. WNBF News Time, 7.20. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 7.30. Some dense fog around the area again this morning. Temperature 59. Going for a warming trend. The high today into the mid-80s. Global stock markets are mixed as investors wait for the U.S. jobs data for an update on the coronavirus flare-ups are affecting the world's biggest economy. U.S. economy likely enjoyed a burst of growth last month as it bounced back with surprising vigor from the lockdown. That's despite an uptick in COVID-19 cases and a shortage of available workers. The Labor Department's July jobs report today expected to show that the U.S. added more than 860 jobs in July, topping June's 850,000. Six lockdowns since the start of the pandemic and protesters in Australia and Melbourne say... Enough is enough. Hundreds marching on the streets in defiance of the latest restrictions. Melbourne and surrounding Victoria State are into yet another lockdown after a handful of new cases were uncovered. As the regional health minister sees it... It's in all of our hands to continue to work together, to work with our public health teams to get on top of and ahead of this particular outbreak. At least 15 people were arrested in Melbourne after venting their frustrations. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WMBF First News Time 732. More information should be coming later on today as New York State Police have been involved with a barricaded subject on Route 26 in the town of Franklin in Delaware County all night and so far all this morning. Residents advised Route 28 between Rodden Gun Club Road and State Route 357 closed down. State Police Public Information Officer Aga Dabinska tells us the the incident started about 8.30 p.m. We are still waiting to hear back from her for more information. Last word, the scene was still active. We will have more as we are informed. 
Add Broome County to the Centers for Disease Control list of counties showing a substantial level of community transmission of COVID-19. Yesterday, Broome was on the CDC map in yellow for moderate levels, while Delaware had been added to substantial, joining Shenango and Otsego counties. Substantial is designated at 50 to 100 infections per 100,000 of a population. High in red designates more than 100 infections per 100,000. Tioga and Cortland counties remain in yellow. Westchester, New York City, counties in Long Island, and Lewis County in central New York are shown with high community transmission. Only Yates and Schuyler counties are low transmission in New York. The entire northern tier of Pennsylvania, except Wayne County today, listed as moderate transmission. Wayne is on the CDC COVID data tracker map as substantial. Most of the cases are driven by the more highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. Broome County Executive Jason Garner plans a video news briefing this morning to update the public on the COVID-19 situation. Broome County has been reporting a steady increase in the numbers of new infections over the past several weeks, as have many counties in the region and New York State as a whole. New York yesterday and the day before reported over 3,000 new daily infections, when that rate had been just in the hundreds daily. Just last month, over the past week, Delaware County had 20 new cases. Delaware County public health officials reacting to the CDC, identifying it as a location with a substantial positivity rate, recommends everyone, even those fully vaccinated, wear face masks indoors. Many big retailers are now recommending or requesting customers wear masks, and they're requiring staff to cover their faces, at least indoors. WMBF News Time 734. State lawmakers are telling New York Governor Andrew Cuomo that their ongoing impeachment investigation is nearing completion and have given him a deadline of Friday the 13th to provide additional evidence. Since March, the Assembly's Judiciary Committee has been investigating whether there are grounds to impeach the Democrat over several sexual allegations, as well as allegations of miscounting the nursing home deaths due to the coronavirus pandemic and other matters including who helped him write his book. The Broome County Industrial Development Agency is reviewing a plan aimed at transforming the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City into a multi-use complex. At a recent meeting of the agency, Doug Matthews of Spark JC LLC discussed some aspects of a proposal that would dramatically redesign what has been a regional shopping center for more than 40 years. The Johnson City Village Board has authorized the IDA to consider the developer's application for a payment in lieu of taxes for the project, which would be called Oakdale Commons. It's 7.35, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF and WNBF.com. Friday morning at WNBF, Bob Joseph in Studio One, Kathy White in the WNBF News Center. We're live and local. We don't just, well, record it. In advance, a day, two days, a month in advance, and say, you know, it'd be nice to take the summer off. No, we're here for you every day to report what's happening around your community. We think it's important, and we're glad that you listen to us. We're glad that you're part of the WNBF family. Remember, you can always hear us, as you have for nearly a century, on radio. Amplitude modulation, it is where it's at. On the other hand, maybe 
AM radio is just not your style at the moment. Maybe you're more inclined to listen online at WNBF.com. That's an excellent choice as well. Or maybe you want to stay connected wherever you go with the WNBF app. However you choose, we are glad that you're listening. And with the WNBF app, you can listen to us virtually anywhere in the country or most places on the planet. So make sure you have the WNBF app on your phone. 739, we'll check traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 740, we are very pleased to report it's a smooth commute for people heading to work or just a nice ride for people traveling through the Twin Tiers. We have no reports of any significant issues on area roadways. We'll let you know if anything crops up. As always, we encourage you to contact us. We're here for you with the WNBF traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. The forecast from the National Weather Service, and patchy fog for another hour or two. Otherwise, cloudy through mid-morning, followed by gradual clearing. High today, 86. Partly cloudy tonight, low 66. Tomorrow and Sunday, mostly cloudy. A chance of showers and thunderstorms each day. And the high both days, around 85. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 59. At News Radio 1290, where news breaks first. WNBF News Time 741. And we do hear from people all the time, whether it's by phone or email or just out and about. If we're out in stores or restaurants or even out walking on the streets, sometimes people will say, Hey, Raj, I love WNBF. Thanks. Thanks for all you do. And I say thank you for listening to WNBF. Um, And people say, well, we've just returned from vacation. We hear there have been some changes. That's true. There have been some changes, but everybody is still here. So with uh, a slightly adjusted program schedule, yes, I know. You're still working to get acclimated to it? Well, it's, uh, it's, yes, like everything else. You have to get used to some changes, but we're glad that you are making the adjustments. Remember, First News is here now from 6 to 8, and then Binghamton now. The daily local talk program that everybody listens to can hear Binghamton now from 8 to 10. And today, during the final hour, we're going to enjoy Talking History with Jerry. Now, Bob Joseph with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Big win Thursday night at the stadium for the Rumble Ponies. Adam Aller pitched seven scoreless innings. He allowed only three hits, no walks, a career high, 12 strikeouts. Ponies beat the dogs. That's right. The Rumble Ponies over the Sea Dogs, four to three. Binghamton now has taken three of the first four games in the series. They're scheduled to play a total of seven games in Binghamton through Sunday afternoon. And the Ponies continue the series with the Sea Dogs tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. More trouble for the Mets. They're having a lot of trouble lately. They lost to the Marlins in Miami last night 4 
to two. Joey Gallo hit his first homer as a Yankee, a go-ahead three-run blast in the seventh inning, and the Yankees beat the Mariners in the Bronx five to three. This is the call for that big home run on the fan, WFAN, with John Sterling. Here's the 1-0. Swung on a high fly to deep right. Getting toward the wall. That ball is gone! Joey Jacks won to right field. A three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. Who is he? He's pal Joey. A three-run blast. And the Yankees now take a 5-3 lead. And he's Sterling Silver. John Silver on the fan with the call last night. Again, the win for the Yankees, the final was 5-3. to three. And uh, Olympic news from Tokyo. Americans April Ross and Alex Kleinman had straight set victory uh, over Australia, winning the gold medal in women's beach volleyball. Ross, who won a silver at the 2012 Games in London and bronze in 2016 in Rio, said she is still in disbelief that she finally has attained the gold. I like still don't know how to answer that question because it just seems so surreal to me. And, um, yeah, I... I just know that I'm, I was so proud of every other medal. You know, it wasn't like I felt like I had to get back to the Olympics to avenge anything. It was just, I was so happy with those experiences, and I just thought I had it in me to go for another one. Um, and then I found Alex, and we started doing well, and she started getting so much better. And then it kind of materialized like, oh, you know, maybe we have a shot at a gold medal in the Olympics, and then everybody wants wants to know like oh are you looking to complete your set and of course i want a gold medal but without alex and all the hard work that she put in and our team um i don't know if it was possible and so i'm just elated and just so grateful that it worked out indeed it worked out well for april ross congratulations gold for the U.S. So latest in sports on WNBF at 748, and that means it's time for Money News. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A further decline in weekly first-time unemployment claims had investors shaking off the jitters yesterday. The Dow Jones gained 271 points to close back above 35,000. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite both set record high closes. Oil prices are on track for their biggest weekly decline since March as Delta variant travel restrictions start to raise concerns about fuel demand over the coming months. Watch for lower pump prices as summer comes to a close. One of the biggest oil refiners is looking at a plan to reduce its net carbon emissions to zero by the year 2050. Chief Executive Officer Darren Woods is said to be under pressure from shareholders to shrink Exxon's carbon footprint. And Levi Strauss is in talks to buy apparel company Beyond Yoga for an undisclosed amount. The workout clothing category has boomed during the pandemic as more people are working from home. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Oh no, oil prices are going down. That means the price at the pump eventually might go down. (laughs) As people say, you know, the price at the pump seems to go up fast. 
you're looking at gasoline prices at your neighborhood station or convenience store, but for some reason the prices don't seem to go down as quickly as they rise. But we'll see what happens. As uh, we just heard, uh, crude prices trending downward. So who knows what to expect? Just stay tuned. Next week, next week we'll talk with um, our gas buddy guy because let's face it. It's, first of all, we uh, had been having our gas buddy friend on really once a month for uh, the spring and, and early summer. And now it seems like it's been a month and a half since we've spoken with Patrick DeHaan about gas prices, not only in Binghamton, but around the country. So I think it uh, might behoove me to schedule him on the program next week, unless, unless it turns out he's taking the week off. I assume the gas buddy guy needs to take a day or a week off every so often just to recharge because... He's really, really busy, 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 busy. Well, looks like he may be working this week. I see on Patrick DeHaan's Twitter feed, he's uh, posted a couple of things over the last day or so. Uh, picture, the number of downtown commuters parked on our streets is the highest it's been since the pandemic started and nearly completely full. So that's one way to gauge demand for gas. Indeed, more people are actually going to work at the office now than they were for much of last year. He also tweeted, given the disclosure that Amazon is joining others in delaying a return to the office, I see an additional downside to gas prices. So that sort of reflects what we're seeing now with the global oil prices. Patrick DeHaan, in his last tweet, said it's clear with Delta surging that gasoline demand will fall off heading into fall. So, you know, for those of you who are sick and tired of these high gas prices, and believe me, I'm as sick and as tired of paying more than a dollar a gallon um, additional than what we were paying this time last year, um, looks like there might be some relief in sight. Although, sadly, it's because more and more people are going to get infected with the Delta variant. So, personally, this is just as much as I don't like paying much for gasoline, personally, I would gladly pay $5 a gallon for the rest of my life if we didn't have to deal with COVID anymore. Unfortunately, that's not an option. 7.53, you're listening to First News Binghamton on a Friday morning. I'm Bob Joseph. Kathy White's in the News Center. She'll have a news update coming up in just about. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 7.55, we're pleased to report no major issues on local roadways. DOT says the left lane of Interstate 81 South in Kirkwood over the Gorman Road Bridge will be shut down today as that project continues. And if you spot any traffic issues, you can always call us at 772-1290, and we will put out the word to people who are listening to WNBF. We'll try to keep you out of a jam on this Friday. 
Forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog for another couple of hours in parts of the Twin Tiers. Then cloudy through mid-morning, followed by gradual clearing, high 86. Partly cloudy tonight, low 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Sunny on Sunday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 85. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it is 59 at News Radio 1290. WNBF and WNBF.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we will hear the latest national and world news from ABC right after that. Kathy White's local and regional update. We've been following a police standoff situation. A man has barricaded himself inside a residence in Delaware County that apparently started about 12 hours ago, and it was uh, continuing at last check. So we will uh, give you the latest with WNBF News coming up in a few minutes, and if there are any significant new developments on that story or other news throughout the day, we will let you know at WNBF. And the Cuomo Watch these days never stops. Interesting little story. Well, it's not so little. It's actually troubling. Front page of the Times this morning. How Cuomo team used retaliation to hush accusers. The governor's inner circle was in a frenzy. A former state employee had just publicly accused Cuomo of a years-long sexual harassment campaign against her, so the group huddled in the state capitol office of Melissa DeRosa, the governor's top aide, and launched an effort to discredit the woman, Lindsay Boylan, collecting a box of personnel files filled with sensitive information that they thought would undermine her credibility. Before they could leak the files to reporters, some names had to be removed. One of the governor's senior advisors hunted for some whiteout with the help of an executive assistant, a woman who would later accuse Mr. Cuomo of groping her breast in the executive mansion. I'll tell you, if these accusations are even slightly true, this guy may have some trouble. Anyway, we'll talk about that and more coming up on Binghamton Now. We'll also have a Binghamton Now preview in just... The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back. Back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right, an Italian house party get-together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Coming up after the news, Binghamton Now on a Friday morning. We'll be taking your calls about virtually anything. And during the 9 o'clock hour, we'll talk history with legendary historian Jerry Smith. All that and more coming up in just a few minutes. Binghamton Now, I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. 